0: Continue our journey on overcoming post COVID 19. We have looked at a few, the two of the four little creatures that we're supposed to be looking at. And today we are on the third one. Hallelujah. Let's go back to our key test, which is Proverbs chapter 30, from 24 to 28. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 30, from verse number 24 through to verse number 28. The Bible says that there are four things that are, which are little on the earth but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. And the rock badger are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the cracks. The locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. The spider skillfully grasps with its hands and it's in king's palaces. Here is the reading of his holy word we have looked at the ants and um, we saw that the ant prepares its food in the summer and it's the the ant is a long term planner we saw all those things I don't want to repeat myself and then last week we looked at the cony or the rock badger we said the rock badger are weak they are they are they are weak in terms of their limbs they can't dig they can't run but they decided they will use their weaknesses to their advantage in that they will make their homes on the rock. Amen. And we read that the the wise man built his house on the rock. We said the rock badger looks like the rock. Be imitators of God as dear children. Hallelujah. The rock badger starts his day basking in the sun until it is fully charged. Hallelujah and then we saw that the rock badger also has insight to the schemings of the enemy so there is not taken unawares the rock badger also lives in a colony like this like the uh, ant hallelujah and um they fend one for each for the other and uh, number 6 we said after the birth the babies are ready to jump and fellowship with the rock after an hour amen Teach your children how to fellowship with God and know God for themselves. Today I'm excited because we are about to talk to my favorite of all the f- four creatures, the locusts. Somebody say the locusts. Somebody say the locusts. The locusts are coming. Look at your neighbor and say to your neighbor, the locusts are coming. Hallelujah. You see, there is something intriguing about the locusts because when you look at the locusts, the thing about the locusts is that when you take one of the locusts, It's nothing, you can just walk on it, step on it and kill it. The locust is um, a small creature like the ant, like the cony, or the rock badger, very, very, in fact, it belongs to the flying, uh, uh, the grasshopper family, it's it's very small, each locust can eat its weight in plants each day, can you imagine, look at your size. If, can you eat your, the size, your size in a day? But the locust can eat its size in one day. And see the thing about the locusts is that they never come as one single one locust walking around. They come as a swarm. Sometimes the locusts can come as many as 40 to 60 million of them at one time. Hallelujah. And the intriguing thing about the locust is that it is only the locust that God commanded, that um, people can eat. Israel could eat. In Leviticus, 21, 20, sorry, Leviticus, Leviticus 11, 21, and 22, the Bible says that, yet this may, this may ye eat of every flying creeping thing that goes upon all four, which have legs upon their feet to leap without upon the earth, Even these of them, ye may eat the locust after its kind, and the bald locust after its kind, and the beetle after its kind, and the grasshopper after its kind, Uh, but all other flying, creeping things which have four feet, you may, shall be abomination unto you. Amen. So which means that out of all the creatures, only a few, The locust is one of them that people may eat. In Matthew chapter 3 verse 4, the Bible says that John the Baptist ate locust and wild honey. He was a wild guy, isn't he? He ate locust and wild honey. I I love the locust because the locust teaches us a lot of things. Have you put a picture of the locust? Have you found a picture of the locust? The locust swamps and devastate crops and causes major agricultural damage. Often cause human miseries and famine and starvation anytime the locusts appear you know that the people are in trouble in fact when they when the season changes and people are thinking after farming usually after the drought or the dry season when it starts to rain that is where in Africa and and other parts of the world that is when the locusts comes and when the locusts enter all the farmers are in misery. In fact, people are more scared of the locusts than tigers or lions or all the f- uh, top five we talked about. The rhinoceros and all those people, they are not as scary as an army of locusts is coming. One of the things that I like about the locusts is that it, it shows me, it gives me a, a, a picture of the contagious church. You know, when, when, when the locusts are coming, in themselves, they are weak. But when they come as an army, in fact, they they can cover one fifth of the earth when they come. Can you imagine the whole earth? The locusts can cover one fifth of the whole earth when they come and they they settle. And they eat everything inside. The locusts will never, they'll come and find a green vegetation. By the time the locusts have finished and they're leaving, it's finished. They don't, not one thing is left behind hallelujah so th- this this uh, I was thinking about it this is an evil creature an evil insect but how can God use this evil insect to teach us anything wise anything good anything if we are going to succeed post COVID-19 what can we learn about the locust? what is it that the locusts can teach us hallelujah he the locust. can be found in 60 countries in the whole world uh, in in Africa, Middle East, Asia. They inhabit about 60 and they cover about one-fifth of the earth's surface. Desert locust plagues may threaten the economy and livelihood of every, the tenth of the world's human population. The locust swam about 460 square miles in size and pack between 40 to 80 million locusts at a time when they are moving can you imagine when they are moving they are like like a wild army amen so why is God using the locusts to teach us what is it that God wants to teach us with the locusts come with me to Joel Joel chapter 2 we are going to look at uh, from verse 1 to 11 and you will see in this particular scripture God was talking through the prophet about the impending danger that Israel was about to face, and he said that he was going to send to Judah these um, wild creatures who will come and devastate the economy. He says, "Blow the trumpet in Zion." That's Joel chapter one verse two. Joel chapter two verse one. He says that blow the trumpet in, in Zion and sound an alarm in the holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand. The day of, of darkness and gloomy, gloominess, the day of clouds and thick darkness, like the morning clouds spread over the mountains, a people come great and strong, like of whom has never been, nor will, ever, will there ever be, in, in, be any such after them. Even as many successful, successive generations, a fire devours before them and behind them in a flame, a flame burns. The land is like a garden of Eden before them and behind them a desolate wilderness. Surely nothing shall escape them. Their appearance is like the appearance of horses and like swift steeds. So they run with a noise like chariots over the mountaintops. They leap like the noise of the flaming fire, they devour the stables like a strong people set in battle array. Before them, the people rattle in pain and all faces are drained of color. They run like mighty men. They climb the wall like men of war. Every ma- everyone matches information and they do not break ranks they do not push one another everyone matches in their own column though they lunge between the weapons they are not cut down they run to and fro in the city and they run on the wall they climb into houses they enter at windows like a thief the earth quakes before them, the heavens tremble, the sun and the moon grows dark, the stars diminish their brightness. The Lord gives voice before his army, for his camp is very great, for strong is the one who executes his word, for the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, who can endure it, hallelujah, who can endure when a great army of locusts rises against the land. Who can endure when the locusts come in might? I'm going to look at about ten different things. We, for the sake of time, we're just going to look at ten things that we can learn from the locusts that will help us in our lives in everything that we do. And all these ten have been have been in what we have read. We have read so far, but I'm sure you didn't uh, identify them. So I'm going to break them down to you. Hallelujah. The first one, the first thing that the locust teaches us is that we achieve more when we are united when we are together we achieve more when we are together the locust as one like I said is nothing you can just step on it you can spray it and it will die but when an army of 40 to 60 million locusts come no spray no mosquito spray no insecticide can quench them it doesn't matter what you try you can never overcome that great head or bunch or swarm of locusts coming at you. Hallelujah. This is the type of synergy that God is looking for us to, to uh, use, uh, emulate. If we are going to succeed post-COVID-19 we need to learn like the ants. The ants are people not strong but when they are together they can build big, big, big skyscrapers in their, in their world when they are united together in the same way locusts when they are together they can do damage countries armies guns bombs and everything you can think of cannot stand when a wild swamp of locusts is attacking all the animals in the animal kingdom, you can talk about the lion, the, the rhino, the uh, elephant, they all give way. They all run. In fact, they all tremble when a wild swarm of locusts is attacking. If we are going to work together, we are going to achieve better. Hallelujah. In Exodus chapter 10 verse 15, look at this. Exodus chapter 10 verse 15. For they covered the face of the whole earth, So that the land was darkened, and they did not eat, and they did eat every herb of the land and all the fruits of the trees. And there remained not any green thing in the trees or herbs in the field through all the land of Egypt. When God released the eighth plague, the eighth plague was the locust. When God released the eighth plague, that was the locust, the Bible said there remained nothing. There was nothing green after they had left. They completely annihilated the economy, annihilated everything inside. That is what the power of synergy. When we are together, the Bible says that two are better than one. When two people join together to to want to achieve something, when a group of people come together to want to achieve something, there is nothing that can stop them. In the Bible, in in Genesis chapter 11 verse, verse 8, the Bible says that, let's look at Genesis 11. The Bible says that God himself came down. God himself came down when the children of the earth decided to build. Sorry, verse 6, I meant, verse 6. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one, and they are all of have one language, and this is what they begin to do, and now nothing that they propose to do will be held from them. God himself had to leave heaven to come when all the sons of men decided that they were going to build a tower from uh, from the ground to heaven the Bible said God came said no I cannot sit down for these people to do what they want to do because they are united in uh, King James it says that these people is one if they are one and they are coming there's nothing that would would it would be able to stop them so God himself had to come down and confuse their language The thing that Satan is using against the church, what Satan is using against the family, what Satan is using against the the group, their friends, is confusion of your language. So you cannot think the same way. So you cannot come together. So you cannot do things together as a group. It's amazing how one church, you see so many divisions. People are pulling this way, people are pulling that way, people are pulling that way. So we cannot achieve much. They cannot do anything. It's amazing when you read uh, in Acts chapter, chapter 2, the Bible says verse 1, and when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were together in, with one accord in one place. They were together. They were together. And that togetherness is what brought about the contagious church that we saw that day that 3,000 people's souls were won in one day after Peter had finished preaching. Hallelujah. A, how, how amazing to be if you and I can come together. If the church of God can come together. Not this church, we believe in this, we believe in that. We believe in this, we believe in that. You see the churches are fighting each other. There's no cohesion. There's no synergy. These ones are very strong in praise and worship. These ones are strong in prayer. These ones are strong in this. These ones are strong in that. But they can't come together to form a united front. And that is how come we can't achieve much. If we are going to achieve much post-COVID-19, we need to learn to to become united, to synergize. I am strong in this area. You are strong in that area. Let's unite and work to the common good. Not you have an agenda. I have an agenda. And we want to work together. Can you imagine an army of self-centered locusts coming? Just imagine that an army of self-centered and self-motivated self-oriented uh, locusts they are all coming can you imagine we are all going this way then you see one here one there it's very easy you spray this side they're all dead dead you go here spray this side they're all dead you go here spray this side they're all dead you go here spray this side everybody that every all the locusts will die because they are self-centered hallelujah I pray that we will not be self-centered. In fact, God himself in Genesis chapter 2 verse 8, he says that after the creation, God saw that it was not good for man to be alone. So he said, I will make him a helpmate. It is not good for you to be alone. Don't try to be the head honcho. Don't try to be the one, you are the one who is going to achieve everything. You are the one who will get all the fans. You are the one who, who will be the best. No, 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 no. Learn to synergize. There's no I in team. Am I talking to somebody? The lesson here is that God never, number one, God never intended for us to work alone. And number two, we can never accomplish much. We can never accomplish much by working alone. But we can accomplish more when we work together. Two are better than one. In Ecclesiastes 4.9, because they have a good reward for their labor. Two are better. It's always better when you work together with somebody. As a husband and a wife work together don't try and be I want to show that I am the head I'm the man I want to show that I'm the one who is educated I want to show my husband that I I can also do all bad by myself I don't need him I don't then you try and go in different pull in different directions and you end up fighting each other but not so with the locusts the locusts will never ever there is as if the Bible said they have no king but they match in ranks. They match together. If they are going here, they all go. There's unity, there's cohesion. Everybody's following. The scripture already that they are all shooting. This one is shooting, this one is shooting, but they don't have crossfire. They don't have friendly fires. None of them will have stray bullets hit them. That is the type of army that the locust is. Hallelujah. So there's strength in numbers. I say there's strength. You see, I've been a a, a choir director for for many years and I can tell you something. It doesn't matter how brilliant a singer is or a couple, a few singers are, they will never ever sing better than a group of singers, no matter how average they are. When there's a certain power, there's a certain beauty when you have a great group of singers singing, which will always, every day, be better than solo, a solo singer, no matter how good they are. There is strength in unity. The importance is to learn to work together. Emulate the locust. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16, the Bible says that from whom the, bo- the whole body joined and knit together By what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share and causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. When everybody is doing their own share, they cause the body to grow. When the eye will say that I I am not the hand, so it's not my responsibility. When the leg will say that, as for me, they only use me to walk on the ground. They don't use me to receive uh, greetings from the queen, so I won't walk anymore. You are not going anywhere. Hallelujah. But when the, the feet are walking and the hand is shaking, and the eyes are seeing, and the head is thinking, and the ears are listening, and the eyes are seeing, the nose is smelling, then their body grows and becomes better. Every Christian everywhere, or Christians everywhere, can learn from this lowly uh, locus, to learn to pull together. If we pull together, we change the world. We become a contagious church when we are of one accord. The Bible says that, and they dedicated themselves to the apostles' doctrine, and they ate, they, they just did exactly what the apostles told them and they, the Bible says that they had favor with God and with men everywhere they God was adding to their number daily because they were synergized they were together united in one front. Number two the locusts teach have no kin and yet they advance in ranks. It connotes discipline it connotes selflessness it connotes determination to achieve a common goal this is what is lacking in the church of God today and in marriages ar- across the world. I am the husband. I am the I am also important. I am the wife. It's a women liberation movement. Be a Beijing conference. And all that type of thing is pulling us in different directions. The, the, the children too are saying that we too, we too we matter. Blacks life matter. White lives matter. Pink lives are mattering. Everybody's mattering. We are not going anywhere. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 10 verse 13 to 15. So Moses stretched out his rod over the land and the Lord brought an east wind on the land all that day and all that night. And, and when it was morning, the east wind brought the locusts and the locusts went up. All, over all the land of Egypt and rested on the territory of Egypt and they were they were very severe previously there had been no such locusts as they nor shall there shall such be after them for they covered the face of the whole earth so that the land was darkened and they ate every herb of the land and all the fruits of the trees which they. The hail had left. So there remained nothing green in the trees or on the plants of the field throughout the land of Egypt. Can we become so disciplined enough to do exactly put our personal little agendas away so that we focus on the common good? Can we focus on the common good? If it's about the family, let's decide that until the family becomes what we, we want God to do with us, we are not moving. We are doing exactly what we can do, helping each other, synergize so that we can achieve together. See, that the wife wants to show the husband that I can also do. So, the wife is trying to gain, gain 60 pounds to challenge the husband's 50 pounds. Meanwhile, if they work together, they receive 300 pounds. One can put to flight 1,000, but two, 10,000. Two is supposed to put to flight 2,000, but when they are synergized and they are working on each other's strength and they minimize their weaknesses, they they just become, their productivity is is even blown out of all proportions. So it goes from instead of 2,000 to 10,000. Hallelujah. The enemy of unity is self-importance. Brothers and sisters, it's time for us to put away all self-importance, all self aggrandizement self-worth. you know Put it aside. If we are going to achieve as a church, if we are going to achieve as a family, if we are going to achieve as a group, together post-COVID-19, we need to put selfish ambition to the back burner. We need to rise in unity. We need to work together. Synergize. It's nothing, all this self-importance, where has it gotten us? I have five cars, I have ten cars, I have three houses, I have this, I have that, I am rich, I am a celebrity, I am this, I am that. When, when COVID-19 hit, where was it? where were the cars? Everybody's locked at home. Some are locked in a little home, some is locked in a, li- by a large home, but we are all locked. It doesn't matter whether you have uh, two by eight. You can stretch and touch one wall and stretch and touch another wall or you can walk Ten minutes to touch one wall and ten minutes to touch another wall. We are all in the house. Hallelujah. I pray that we'll become very, very, we'll learn from the locusts. In the Genesis chapter 11 verse 6, the Bible says, And the Lord said, Behold, they are one. We just talked about it, And they have one language. Can we be so one, united that we have one language? And the language is success the language is that we want to achieve we want to overcome we want to do what we have been called to do amen the third thing that we need to learn about the locust is that the locust like the ant or the cony, has weaknesses amen the locust like the ant has weaknesses can I tell you what the weakness of the locust is the locust is a uh, it's a straight winged insect, narrow, straight winged insect. So it cannot fly. The locust has a very straight wing so this way, that way. You know, for the wings to work and fly, they are. I don't know whether you've seen the, the wings of an aeroplane, they are not straight like that, they, are, they have a certain little curve in it. So that it propels them forward. They can use the wings to fly, but not so for the locust. The locust cannot fly, and yet the locust can travel in the air for about 300 miles. Think about it. It cannot fly, but the locust can can move in the air for about 300 miles without flying. Think about it. It means that the locust has a certain wisdom that. The chicken doesn't have, because the chicken cannot fly, just like the locust. But the chicken hasn't got the wisdom of the locust, so the chicken cannot even move from here to the door. I don't know whether you. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, when I was when I was young, I used to be very naughty. We used to rear chickens and then one of the times i chased the chicken up to the top of the building because i wanted to see how it will fly you know how you chase the chicken and then it has to try and jump so the chicken the, the, the it jumped and it's it trying it to flap before it went, it went to fall down somewhere but the locust it can't fly but it can travel in the air how does it do it? Let me teach you how the locust does it. The locust like the corny says that I cannot dig, I cannot run. You see the other insects may, the bee can fly. The locust cannot fly, are you with me? But the locust has one of the greatest access that, it, that all in that group of, of, of family and that, is that the locust is a good jumper the locust can jump 200 times its height at one time. I don't know whether anybody listening to me can jump 200 times your height. When it takes off, the locust can jump 200 times its height. So what the locust does is that it listens for the wind. It listens for the wind. It listens when the, a gust of wind is coming, when a gale is coming, when they feel that a storm of wind is blowing, a hurricane is about to blow, they check where it's going to blow and then they jump into the wind. And when they jump into the wind, they just fly. They just glide on the wings of the wind. They just glide on the wings of the wind. And they can go for 200 miles, 300 miles on just that wind. Hallelujah. Oh I say hallelujah. So you see the the thing that you must understand is that the wisdom of the strength of the locust is not in the jumping per se. It is not in the, uh, the the ability that it has to jump. It is in the way it can move in tandem with the wind. That is where and the timing that the locust has. In fact the timing is most important. The timing, the timing. The locust has good timing. You see, because if you jump after the wind, you are going nowhere, Mr. Locust. And if you jump before the wind, you are going nowhere, Mr. Locust. You have to jump just at the right time that the wind is about to move. Otherwise, you miss it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Most people like the man at the pool of Bethesda in John chapter 5 are waiting not only for the water to be stirred up or disturbed, but they are also waiting for someone to lift them up and drop them in the water. When the man at the pool of Bethesda, Jesus asked him, why are you sitting here? He said, I have no man to lift me when the, wind, uh, when the pool is disturbed. And when I am trying to uh, uh, walk uh, or crawl to the wind, another bypasses me and enters the, the, the water and they are healed. And that is why I've been lying here for 38 years. Listen, if you are waiting for help to come, you also be waiting for 38 years. Hallelujah. You've got to learn to propel yourself. You've got to learn to help yourself. You've got to learn to launch yourself up. Nobody's going to launch your business for you. Nobody's gonna launch your music career for you. Nobody's gonna launch your, 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 the, the work, the book you are trying to write, or the poem, or whatever you are trying to do. Nobody's gonna launch it for you. You've got to get the right timing and put, be self-reliant, learn to propel and jump and catch the wind. I say catch a a hike in the wind, catch a lift in the wind, catch a ride in the wind, stop pointing at your weaknesses, stop expecting people to help you, listen, nobody owes you any help, Some, some, some of us we have this entitlement, self entitlement is that we are entitled for help. As a pastor, I've seen a lot of church members get angry with me as as their pastor because they expected me to come because they were in need. And probably I didn't even know that they were in need, so I I didn't come. So they got offended. Listen, nobody owes you any coming. Nobody owes you any help. When somebody helps, fine, but learn to help yourself. I said learn to propel yourself. Forget about your weaknesses. It's true that you can't you can't walk, man. And Bethesda, it's true that you can't walk. It's true that you are crippled. It's true that you don't have uh, good good legs. So when the water is disturbed, you can't go fast enough. Because as you are trying, somebody over bypasses, overtakes you, and enters the the water, and they are healed. But do do the best you can. That's why I like the blind man, Bartimaeus. I like blind Bartimaeus. I like that man so much. Because he, had a, he also had a handicap. He could not see. But when Jesus was walking his way, and he heard that Jesus is walking his way, he said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the people came and shut him up. Listen, when you start to rise or you start to, to, to talk and, and, and vocalize your, your need, somebody will shut you up. Shut up there. You are not the only one who needs Jesus' attention. Shut up. Who do you think you are? Jesus is looking after, looking for important people, not you. Jesus is looking, even uh, uh, what's the guy, Nicodemus, uh, no, the, the short man, what's he called? Zacchaeus and people are climbing the tree. Important people are climbing a tree. You, Bartimaeus, you are shouting, shut up there. If important people can't see him, they have to climb trees to watch. You want him to stop at, at your doorstep. Who do you think you are? Never ever allow the naysayers to make, put you down and make you stop, you know, your rise. The Bible says, and he cried all the more. When they tried to shut him up, he cried them all, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Hallelujah. Amen. Then Jesus stopped. In verse 49, that's Mark, Mark 10, 40, 49. So Jesus stood still and commanded that he be called. And then they called him, the blind man saying, be of good cheer, the master is calling you. Look at that. The same people that were screaming that shut up were the same people that turn around and said, be of good cheer, the master is calling you. May your enemies cheer with you. I said, may your enemies give you fans. Hallelujah. Because that's what the Bible is saying, that they're giving him fans that you have stopped, you have caught the attention of the master. Hallelujah. And he rose. Throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Verse 51 says, so Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. This guy was not ambiguous. He knew exactly what he wanted from the master. Some people, when you ask them what you want, they don't don't even know what they want because they haven't thought of it. Oh, can you give me some money? How much money do you want? "Eh, eh, Anything you give me will be all right. No, when people talk like that, I don't give them anything. Because you are going to waste whatever I give you. Because you haven't even got a plan. I always say that you can never give me enough money to shock me because I've already budgeted for it. If you like, try me. Come and give me one million. And see whether it by in next week Tuesday you come and find the one million. It will be gone, because I have already budgeted for it. It's just I'm waiting for the money. Give me ten It we'll be finished within three weeks, because I have already budgeted. There's always there's already a plan for it. It's just the money hasn't come. Bible says the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. What are your expectations? Do you have any expectation? Is there anything that you are planning about? Is there any like I said to you? The aunt is a planner. He plans. He has a budget. He has a target to meet before the winter sets in. He's looking for something. The the locust is also a planner. planning that I'm waiting for the wind. I'm waiting for the wind. I'm waiting for the wind. You know, like a a relay, you know how the relay, they are waiting when they, 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 they have a mark on the ground. So as soon as the oncoming guy crosses that mark, they also start running. And then they put their hand out, waiting. For the button to be put on your hand as soon as they feel the button in your hand they just take off hallelujah are you have you got a plan are you already in motion or you are static see one of the reasons why most uh, bat- relay people fail is when the one coming in is coming so fast that the one who is taking off is is, on, is forgetful and is standing static because when they come they bump into each other and the button falls you have to ask the one who is running is coming. The one who is about to take off must have the same velocity, the same speed, so that they don't stop. They meet in motion and they exchange the button and they run. Hallelujah. Says that that I may receive my sight. this said that my bills will be paid. He's, he knows that he's a businessman. If only he can see, his bills will be taken care of. If only he can see, he'll be able to get his, his house back. If only he can see, he'll be able to go for his wife back. All he wants is that once he can see, he knows he can go attend to his business and get his money to pay for his rent and get his, his family back. So he said, that I may receive my sight. Because the sight was what was incapacitating him. Do you know what is incapacitating you? As you are sitting there, is it post-COVID, is it the COVID-19 that has incapacitated you? Is it the business that have laid you off? Is it what has kept you? What is it that is keeping you? Is it the business that hasn't taken off? What is it? So if the master came to your doorstep today and said to you that, what would you have me do? What will be your answer to that question? Are you going to be like blind Bartimaeus and say that, listen, that you give me my sight? Then Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received the sight and followed Jesus on the road. I pray and I prophesy that may Jesus recover your sight. May your sight be open. That you will see clearly what the master wants you to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are going to succeed, learn to launch yourself. Learn to start a business and market yourself. Learn to walk. If you can't walk, crawl. If you can't crawl, roll. If you can't roll, shout. By all means, do something to be noticed. Know what you want. Articulate what you need. Put away shyness and intimidation. You know there are some people when they come in between, uh, they come in front of a celebrity or a rich person, they they, they start, begin to stop, uh, 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 please, please to to see, to see. you. Uh, when did you become a stammerer? Hallelujah. No, don't be overwhelmed. You see, I've learned one thing as a pastor. I've learned one thing. I've come in contact with very and very, um, what's the word, famous pastors. And one thing that from very early I learned is that when you see a a great man, a successful man, don't be quick to blow your trumpet and show them what you have achieved because what you have achieved is nothing. But try and find out what has made him great because he's no no special. He has two hands and two, two legs like you. He has two eyes just like you and one head, you know. So try and find out what he did that made him successful. I have a question that I ask anybody I meet who is a successful person, anybody famous person. What is it that you did that propelled you? What is it that changed your life? What is it that made you famous? Because that is the most important. Once you uh, you can get that nugget or that key, that's the most important thing. Once you get it, forget about the person. I'm not interested in taking pictures. Oh, this is a famous person. Come, come, let's take selfie. Then I'll go and put it on my Instagram or Facebook. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in the key that he has. If he gives me the key and I put it in my pocket, I'll go. As to the picture, it's not important. One day, we'll sit in the house together and drink tea. And we can take a whole movie. <laughs> Hallelujah. The same people are putting you down. These are the same people one day will come and rejoice with you. So don't let the people putting you down, don't let it bother you too much. Don't let it bother you. People are, are, are despising, they are talking about you, they are memeing about you. Listen, if they talk about people, somebody, everybody talks about somebody. They don't talk about nobodies. If you are nobody, nobody will talk about you. So if they are talking about you, it's because you are somebody. So why are you afraid and why are you worried about, about them talking about you? Let them talk if you are not going anywhere nobody will talk about you but if you are going somewhere be prepared to be talked about number four let's go quickly the locusts for the locust, it is all about the case of getting the jump right it's about timing getting the jump right they need to jump at the right time to catch the wind if the blind Bartimaeus had shouted at the wrong time it will not have att- attracted Jesus' attention. Hallelujah. The, the, the man at the well, he can crawl a little bit to the water, but when he gets to the water, when it's not being disturbed, it will not do anything. People do not succeed just because they, they do things prematurely. They jump too early, or they jump too late. Sometimes people hesitate, so much that they don't jump at the right time. listen to what Jesus said in Luke chapter 24 verse 49 says that behold I send the promise of the father upon you but wait in Jerusalem wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endowed with power from on high." said wait for the promise of the father don't be in a hurry wait for the wind and the bible says that in Acts chapter 2 verse 1 for when the day of Pentecost had fully come they were together with one accord in one place and suddenly there came the sound from heaven as the rushing of the mighty wind and it filled the whole house that they were sitting remember the locusts when he hears the sound it jumps so the people the, babes the disciples they jumped into the wind they jumped into the wind and there appeared upon them divided tongues of as of fire on their on each and sat on each one of them and were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Be sensitive to the move of the Holy Spirit. Wait for the right opportunity. Listen in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11 the Bible says that and I returned and I saw upon the sun under the sun that the race is not to the swift or the battle for the strong nor the bread to men of underst- uh, to the wise or riches to men of understanding nor favor to men of skill But time and chance happens to them all. Everyone will have a time and an opportunity. If you want to succeed, get your timing right. Jump when you have to jump. Hallelujah. It's amazing when, when, when you look at it that the timing is everything. Timing is everything. The opportunity to jump. If you want to go into a business, the timing for the business is the most important thing. It's not the business itself. You want to be a good a, a, a music recording artist. It is not about just knowing the skill of, of, of being skillful to play. It's the timing to play at the right place at the right time. For the right people to hear you. To to elevate you. So timing is everything. Hallelujah. The next number five. The locust moves with the wind. The locust moves with the wind. You know, I was, I was thinking about this and I, I could just picture what the wind looks like when the locust is just sitting on it and going. You know, the locust cannot, because it's straight winged and very narrow wing, it cannot steer itself. So the locust, like unlike other birds, cannot go to the left when it's in the wind. It cannot go to the right when it's in the wind. So it has to make sure that the wind is going where it's going. Are you with me? So if the wind is going south, And the locust wants to go north. The locust doesn't join the south wind. Because when it enters the wind, it cannot divert itself to the north if it's going to the south. So it's all about knowing the move of the Holy Spirit and going with the flow of the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 3 verse 8 Jesus says that the wind blows where it listens or where it wishes and you hear the sound thereof or the sound of it but cannot tell where it is coming from and where it is going. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. The wind blows where it wants and if you want to achieve and become great learn to flow with the wind not with your agenda. The locust doesn't go i want to travel to the north this wind is going to the south so let me not join it no 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 if the wind is going to the south then the south is the right place for the locusts to go hallelujah jesus as god made flesh in the earth when he walked on the earth he said the bible said he did not for 30 years he worked as a normal ordinary man walking to and for doing everything normal ordinary people do until he came to the time of the baptism of john the baptist and the bible says and the spirit of god descended upon him whilst he was praying in the baptism and descended like a a bodily form of a dove and he entered upon him and luke chapter 4 verse 18 when he came out said the spirit of god is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and proclaim the liberty to the captive and recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are oppressed he waited Jesus waited to get into the wind of the spirit if Jesus waited to get to the wind of the spirit you must wait like the locusts catch the right wind catch it when it's going to the right place and flow with it he said that my father works and I work when I see what my father is doing this Jesus, Jesus when I see what the father is doing that's what I do because that is what will be amplified that is what will work if the apostles had decided to preach before the day of Pentecost, they would not have achieved anything. They would have just lost that momentum that they got in Acts chapter 2. If they are taken off in Acts chapter 1. Because remember the, the, the instruction was given in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. That you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea in Samaria to the utmost part of the world. world. So they knew their mandate in chapter 1 verse 8. But in chapter 1 verse 8 they did not take off to go witnessing, witnessing. No, where is the spirit? Where is power? Why are you going witnessing without the spirit and without power? The church of God today, we go on witnessing without the power of the Holy Ghost. We don't catch the wind, we just go, we just do things. And that's how come we are not effective. If you are going to be effective wait for the promise of the father sit in one accord and wait till you hear the sound the sound of the rushing of the wind and when you hear the sound of the rushing of the wind that is the sound of the spirit when you hear it then you know that it's time for me to leap into the air hallelujah number 6 the locust is a sacrificial creature you know if you verse 5 we read verse 5 that's Joel chapter 2 all these points, I enjoy. Chapter two, verse, verse three says that the fire devours before them, and behind them a flame, a flame burns like the garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Which means that the fire is burning. In fact, one of the ways they try to stop the locusts from uh, coming is to set fire around the village or around the house or around the city so that when the, uh, the this, uh, flames are burning then the locusts can't come. But what, you know what the locusts does? The locusts are flying, there are about 40 million of them. They are coming and they fly straight into the fire. They know that the first 10,000 or 15 or 20,000 of the locusts will kill the fire. Then the other or the first million will die in the fire to quench the fire and then the rest will fly through. They are self-sacrificial. It's not about me winning. So long as we win, that's the most important. If I perish for us to win, that's, that's great, that's fabulous. That's what makes the locusts very, very, very strange animals, strange creature, Because they, they, they are glad to die. If you bring, uh, what do you call it, uh, water to, to quench them, the first one million, two million will go where the source of water is to kill it and form a bridge. So that the rest will come and pass on them to go can you imagine how powerful the church will be if the church could have selfless people like that the reason why when al-qaeda and co came they were so powerful and all the countries were afraid of al-qaeda was because they had this mentality that they don't mind losing a few of their soldiers if they will strap a bomb on their on their midriff and they go and blast themselves so long as they'll kill some people and the common aim of the organization will be met. that's all they cared about if the church of god will rise up and walk with this same desire can you imagine how powerful we'll be hallelujah